Welcome to the club! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Man, if you get that deal today, you're going to need leverage to make something happen. If you want to get the manager, if you want to get the booking agent, if you want to get the cool members to join your band, you're going to need leverage. That's why we called it the climb, my good buddy, uh... Put those anachronistic words together. I just made that up. Look at George Bush saying, uh, it's creating C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. He also helps songwriters turn pro by teaching the art, craft, and the business of songwriting. And you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. Hey, and I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil, Daredevil Production. I didn't even mess up the new part. I messed up the old part. They help you find your sound, and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves and so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. And we all know why there's no S, because there is only one Johnny D. <laughs> What's happening, brother? Oh, man, you know, we're just chilling out, chilling out, just getting the vibes from down south. you just chilling out, getting a tan from all the sunlight you're getting from that top 10 single armadillo on go. the Texas charts? There we What's go. Top but- 10? What's happening, Top 10? I uh, know. Well, actually, when just when I said, you know, what do you do? I'm just feeling the vibes from down south. I thought we better follow up on that because that sounds bad just by itself. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm happy. I'm the happy pop of a top ten on the Texas regional radio chart. So, you know, I'm learning kind of about this whole Texas deal because you know I'm an archie. I love Texas, love Texas music scene, all that stuff. But just learning about it. And so, yeah, we got an artist down there, a guy named Junior Gordon, that cut a song of mine, Armadillo, that I wrote with Brandon Kenny years ago. And that's a whole, that should be a whole show on how that happened. But yeah, he cut it. It's top 10. And so apparently the Texas regional radio, like they don't have their own stations. It's mixed in with the regular, you know, country stations down there. Mm-hmm. But they kind of pull out, like, who's getting spins that are Texas artists. Yeah. So it's mixed in with, you know, your Tim McGraw and your Keith Urbans and stuff. But it's, uh, but they, you know, they pull it out for their own charts. So yeah, we just hit top ten, and uh, it's somewhere there right now. Probably when this airs, hopefully it's still in there yeah. <laughs> by the time this airs. Oh man, I think it's going up. I think it's going to go up. And I'll tell you what, for those of you who aren't aware, like Texas is its own planet when it comes to music. Like there are artists that if you don't live in Texas, you may not be aware of, you may have never heard of, who are literally making very comfortable seven figure livings. Uh, touring around texas because it's as big as most countries <laughs> yeah. state in and of itself <laughs> so that's a pretty big deal man congratulations on that well brother. thank you thank yeah. you and it, it's cool you know looking at it uh as a songwriter looking for opportunities for songs like you know this song's a few years old always loved it you know but it's kind of how the market shifts it's pretty country and it fits right in there now it's like huh yeah what else do i have that may fit texas that you know isn't you know, the Florida Georgia line flavor right now 
but it's still a, a really good song, relevant, but just relevant to a different flavor audience. So it's like, hmm, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, man, I may have some more songs for you, Junior Gordon. So there you go. Yeah. And he's certainly thrilled. I mean, we shouted you out in the Daredevil, uh, across the Daredevil social media, and, and he answered every one of those. That dude's all over his social media, which is awesome. Yeah, he is interactive, <clears throat> which is good. And this is his second top 10 single. The last That's one good. went number three. And so this one just hit top 10 even faster than the last one did. So it has good heat. So you get a beat and number so three. He's, beat number uh, three. You know, I, I hope so. I hope so. But, uh, We'll see. We'll see. But uh, he's heading in the right direction, so I'm glad to be part of somebody's climb. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, uh, real quick, another thing that uh, I want to implement here, so we're going to do something new in future episodes coming up here. Um, we're going to enter, I'm going to invite everybody to, if you would like to, uh, a social tune-up. I'm going to call it the social tune-up section of the show so if you want to email me at info at daredevilproduction.com and again production is singular info at daredevilproduction.com and send over all the links to your social media i'll take a look at one of those uh one artist every single episode and uh, of mine and then we'll uh just go through and, and if you're if you're okay with us talking about it on the air we'll just kind of go through and i'll give you some different pointers that i think that that would help the <clears throat> grow the accounts and, and you know give you some advice I would give one of my artists. So we'll see if that people like that. If it takes off, um, I'll know by the emails. You know, if not, we just we don't have to do it. But I want to try something new and see if we can't find another way to help you guys win. We want you to win. So Excellent. I like that. <clears throat> with that, um, here's the here's the title for today's episode. Are you mm-hmm. really sure you want that record deal? Really? Are you sure? I think so. Yeah. I, I feel like, I, I, I think so. That's what everybody wants, that record deal, right? <laughs> it appears so. But before we get into that, yes, we've got a five-star review. Oh, that's right. Let me let me pull up my old iTunes here. Hey, by the way, thanks for sharing this stuff, guys. We continue to break records. This month is like blowing up again. Uh, if you like it, share it. Um, uh, it'll make you cool, right? We'll make you famous. We're going to read your rating and review. If you take a second to do that, we'll read it on the air. We're appreciative of everything. It, it means we're, we're helping people out. And when you leave a rating and review, it actually makes us more legit for the new people that are coming in. So you're helping to, to spread the love, man. If this is helping you, and especially in this day and age where every time I turn on the TV, there's some new terrorist attack or some kind of violence, man. Let's just spread some love with the music around. Mm-hmm. Let's spread some love Amen. and some good information, okay? Amen to that. Do something to help somebody. Yeah. All right. So this one is a, a tasty five-star review from, and I love this name, Christina Bandina. Awesome. Rosanna Dana. <laughs> Christina Bandina. A name so fine it rhymes. So I'm a fan already, but this says all podcast double exclamation points says I highly, highly recommend Brent and Johnny's podcast. All of them truly the most honest down to earth and real information you can find about the music business. Not only is their information practical, it's inspirational, hard to find that combination anywhere. Both share freely their experiences and also give as much needed nudges in the right direction. Thank you both Brent and Johnny. So glad I found you. Wait, is that a song? Yes. Christina Bandina. I think it might be. You should go write it. All right. Love you guys. Well, thank you. We love you too, Christina thank Bandina. Thank you, Christina Bandina, Rosanna Dana. I know. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. All right. So let's get down to business here. Um, yes. Th- this is, I mean, this is the dream, right? Like to get the record deal. 
that is, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, like with all the artists that you've worked with, what does it mean to, like if you had to do, if you had to speak for other artists, Brent, what, what does that mean when you get that record deal? What is that? Validation. That you can tell people back home you made it. That they maybe stop thinking you're so crazy. That you the future opens up, you think I can be a big star. All this hard work is paid off. I you know sign on the dotted line, or they love me enough to offer it. And it's the validation, it's the hope, it's the brass ring. That's what all their heroes have yeah. and have had. It's the record deal. That's right. what I'm thinking. That's right. That's right. So it means like you're on that path too, right? It means you're on the right. path and you're on your way. And I think I think the biggest word that came out of your mouth is probably resonates the most. And all that was extremely true was validation. Like that finally means that somebody else thinks that my art is has value, right? Right. And that's one of the biggest words that ever comes out of my mouth because it has like four syllables. <laughs> Which and usually you. I try to keep it like three and under. Which is big for you, you arky. <laughs> Validation. So this when they park your car for you, right? <laughs> I get record deal. They're going to park my car for me. I get validated. <laughs> but uh, I, I think, um, you know, listen, we've, we've spoken this, this phrase before, but a record, getting a record deal can be a blessing or it can be a curse. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about a little bit about the history of, of record deals so that we understand what it is that we're wanting, right? Because you got to be careful what you ask God for. <laughs> yes. And uh, this statement has been true since the first record label was created, the statement that getting a record deal can be a blessing or a curse. And I would hope by this time that most of you be aware that during the glory days of the record industry, 90% of the artists that had record deals, when everything was working right, 90% of them lost money. 90% of them failed to make a living doing what they love to do, which means that only 10% of the artists that had deals uh, made it and are mm-hmm. in our awareness, and they made so much money that they covered all the losses from the other 90%. I'm you not know? sure if that's encouraging or not. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the reality, though. And I want to mm-hmm. talk about why that is, because I want everybody to really, really understand the game here, okay? I mean, back mm-hmm. in the day, back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, uh, Atlantic Records, Warner Brothers Records, Sony, the big, big, big labels, it would, they would have around 500 artists each on those labels. That means 450 that's of them lost money. Crazy. So how is that possible? There are towns smaller than that. I know. <laughs> how are uh, how does any business survive? Not only survive, but thrive when ninety percent of the products that they pay to develop, manufacture, and distribute were money losers. Oh, that other ten percent better kill it. Right? I mean, can you imagine if like a nine out of ten McDonald's hamburgers were returned, or if nine out of ten brand new iPhones were broken? And they would be, they would be broke, right? So or nine how, out of ten of those hamburgers just sat under the heat lamp till they had to chuck them. That's right, till they turned There's into no one stone. Ever <laughs> right. So how, how does a business making these incredibly uneven statistics work and become profitable? <clears throat> Why was this horrific ratio the reality back then? And the answer to all these questions is radio and distribution. Radio was so such a powerful promotional tool <clears throat> that it literally influenced, and, and make no mistake about it, it's a promotional tool. Radio is marketing. And, and radio for us artists, and we're all artists here, radio for us artists is where we found the lifeblood of, of 
and the purpose in our lives, right? So it means so much more than than advertising, but it is advertising, and it influenced mm-hmm. our buying decision. That's that that is also advertising as well as mm-hmm. as much as we love that advertising. It is advertising, and and oh yeah, the radio single is the radio single is the commercial to go buy the record. Exactly right. Yeah, it's a commercial that says, "Come to our store and buy this record from this artist." Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and, and it's the, a trailer for a movie. Yep. And and the exactly. And and the idea of a commercial, the idea of marketing, is to influence buying decisions. That's that's why we're doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to get people out there. But it was so powerful that it influenced enough consumer minds to purchase six hundred million units from the Beatles. 300 million units from Madonna, 230 million units from Rihanna. I didn't know she sold that much. That's insane. Wow. I got these off of RIA. And, and 100 million from Jay-Z, etc. But this is when people were listening to the radio, right? Mm-hmm. This is back in the day when they're listening. But even in the best days of radio, radio was restrictive. And I don't mean restrictive because you got to know the right people because it was restrictive in that way, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. mean restrict, restrictive as in cost prohibitive because it costs three hundred fifty to five hundred thousand dollars to promote a P one radio single, which is you know a major market radio single, right? Because mm-hmm. that's also restri- restrictive and prohibitive, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But <clears throat> it, let's assume that you've got all that locked up and you've got no worries. There's still it's still extremely restrictive because there's only twelve spins an hour, roughly. That results, if you multiply that times 24 hours times seven days, that's 2,016 spins a week. And a song in heavy rotation accounts for around 70 spins per week. So that's about, if you do the math, and that's about once every two hours, okay, that they're spinning a song. Um, So medium rotation was about 40 spins a week, and light rotation somewhere between 15 to 25 spins per week. So when all the dust settles, this left about maybe three spins per week to quote-unquote, test out a new song that the stations would consider adding to a rotation. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say that you're on a record deal, and let's say that your label loves the single, and they want to put the promo money, promo money behind it. They're going to open up the purse springs and shell out a half a million bucks and make a play at this and try to get you into the top 50, okay? Mm-hmm. And let's also say that radio <clears throat> loves it. Radio's like, we love this song. We want to add it to the rotation. But... If we talk about mathematics, you know, knock, knock, knock. Knock, knock, Hello? yeah. Who's that? That's math. That's yeah. math knocking at the door. And physics, the law mm-hmm. of physics. When everybody says yes, there's something that absolutely must happen before any new song can be added to a rotation. And what is that? Song's got to come off. Somebody's got to come off. Somebody's right. It's like King of the off. Hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So somebody else's song must be dropped from rotation to make space for a new one. So that's what I mean by math by restrictive. It's mathematically limited. Radio was powerful, but there wasn't enough time in the day to spin all the songs from all the artists on all the labels. So only ten percent were able to grow their audience and thrive. Mm-hmm. Now today, <clears throat> the stations are failing. They're losing money. The future of radio is serious in jeopardy. I, I don't know what's going to happen to it. I don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, I don't think it's going to go away, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, think think about this. Like on country radio, I've heard in several different circles that we're down to spinning, and this is sickening. Remember I said there's 2,016 spins a week? We're spinning yeah. 25 songs on country radio a week. Wow. 2,016 times. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, uh, <clears throat> wow, right? Like, wow. how do you even get in the top forty if they only spend twenty five? Wow, and you're going to edge out, so you're going to you're going to beat out Keith Urban and Carrie Underwood and Tim McGraw mm-hmm. and you know, all the big names. But we don't need radio number one. I mean, it's awesome to be on radio. And, mm-hmm. and eventually you'll get on radio, but you don't need it in the beginning because guess what? It's not going to break you, right? Um, you know, for all intents and purposes, radio isn't going to be around to help you. So to drop that part of your dream right now, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen right now. And it shouldn't happen right now. And you darn sure shouldn't spend the money to do it right now. Um, yeah. We don't need to ask anybody's permission, you know, to, to, to make our art. I mean, with radio, you need the permission from them. You need the permission from a record label that has that kind of money. And when you consider the fact that two out of the big three corporations that own all the major market stations are either out of the radio business or about to be, that's the there. I mean, that's just you can't argue with that. You know, you can't yeah. argue with the numbers. So we don't need the permission to to make our art. We don't need anybody's permission to create and connect uh, with future fans or to distribute our music. We can do all that from our laptop and on our, from our couch. I mean, how crazy is that if we're thinking about, you know, the right things. But so many people have the dream, Brent, of, of getting a record deal. And they don't mm-hmm. want to let it go. Right. And why do you have that dream that we've now? talked about a lot. And I think this may be where you're going is... Because that's what their heroes did. That's how they discovered their heroes. Yeah, that's what they saw growing up. It was good enough for Granddaddy. Yeah, yeah. It's and I mean, hey, you get to tell your you get to tell your family you got a record deal if you get one. But uh, but that record deal in two dollars and fifty one cents is going to get you you know a cup of regular drip coffee at Starbucks. I mean, right? It's it, you know <clears throat> when everything was working perfectly, which it isn't now, but when it was, your dream had a ninety percent failure rate. You know, mm-hmm. and. Do you have any idea, Brent? I, you probably know a handful. I know, I can name four or five off the top of my head right now. But uh, how many killer artists, really amazing artists that I personally know who paid good money, six figures, right? $100,000 plus to get out of their record deal. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon.
Well, I don't. I don't know any that had enough money to do that, but I do know some people that got out of their record deals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got out. Well, one way or the other, somebody paid for it. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, mo- most artists aspire to be signed because it symbolizes symbolizes a formerly necessary step to making a living in music, and a formerly absolutely mission critical step to finding your audience and growing your audience. Uh, you know, a record deal implied success, even though the opposite was true for ninety percent of the artists on the label's roster, and most artists don't know how to do it without a label, so they feel the label's the only answer, mm-hmm. which makes sense, right? Right. I'm not for the record here. I'm not saying that a record label is a bad idea. I'm saying that for most artists, it is if they don't have an audience. You know, it's only a good idea for the savvy artists who know how to position themselves in today's music business. I mean, there was certainly a lot less expected of an artist in terms of marketing back th- back in the day because the label did so much work for you. But mm-hmm. it also meant that the artist had little control over their careers. Label and the label and the and radio, terrestrial radio, decided if they were going to make you or break you. Some of that was based mm-hmm. on some really crappy information on one span at three o'clock in the morning on Sunday. You know, right? It just just didn't test well. Like what? <laughs> right, yeah. You know, neither did Guns N' Roses for the first full freaking year that it was out. And then it tested really well and turned out to be one of the yeah. biggest freaking bands ever. So, I mean, I you know, that that information and the value of that, the, the accuracy of that is questionable at best, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but today, there's a lot more of expected of you that's in the beginning, which sucks because you got to learn how to do it. But you can stack mm-hmm. the deck in your favor. You can come into a contractual negotiation with power as opposed to nibbling on whatever crumbs they decide to throw at you. I mean, if, if you guys follow my articles online, um, you know about, we've talked about him on the podcast too, Granger Smith, created, mm-hmm. uh, a.k.a. Earl Dibbles Jr., created a $1.8 million empire from his laptop. All the labels wanted to sign him, and the artist and his team kept saying no, until they said yes to Broken Bow Records. Mm-hmm. And at the moment that he did that, because they said no for a few years, and that just increased his power and increased, mm-hmm. the, he became a bigger and bigger trophy on Music Row. Who was going to be the one that was going to win him over and get the mm-hmm. deal? Because they, because he's got cash flow. Right. He right. got the audience. He's, he's, he's got an audience. He's proven. He's proven. He's proven. Yeah, yeah. And so he got his own imprint called Wheelhouse Records. And when you get your own imprint under an umbrella, you're going to get a better split, mm-hmm. uh, you know, than that. And I, you know, depending on how much strength you have in there, you could also have the possibility of being able to participate in the revenue from other artists that are signed on that imprint, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm not saying that's what he has, but I'm saying that's that's what having your own imprint means. Um, I'm quite sure that Granger negotiates, you know negotiated some inf- some stipulations in that deal that would also make sure that he had all the money that he needed from the label and the infrastructure necessary to accomplish his next goal, which is probably one of the main reasons he signed with the label at this point, because he was making plenty of money. Mm-hmm. Like, I need a number one. <laughs> I need that. Yeah. That's got to knock that off the bucket list, right? <laughs> right, yeah. So he had the power to do that because they wanted his business so badly and he made himself sexy to the labels and it was about his business. It wasn't about the art. Right. But because it wasn't about the art to them, think about what that means. Like, he got to do what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he found the audience. Right. He proved it. Right? I don't have to go through the homogenized filter of radio 
as it mm-hmm. syncs, you know, I mean, all the songs starting to sound the same, all that, that's predictable in, in, in the way this is happening. I can be whoever I want to be and have the artistic freedom I need to have. You come in with an audience, nobody's going to argue with you. Right. You know, nobody's going to say, well, listen, all that's great. You're making 1.8 million a year. That's fantastic. But listen, we want you to do this song over here because right. this is testing better. No, <laughs> there's not going to mm-hmm. mess with you, you know? So, that's what I'm saying. Don't let that upset you. It's about the business for them, but it's all about the art for him. He's doing what he wants to do and the way that he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that too many of you fail to understand that it's always been about the business for them, not your potential, but your business. You know, mm-hmm. What kind of money are you going to bring in? So my question to you is this. What happened to all the artists with a ton of talent, but no audience that were on Broken Bow the second Granger Smith signed his deal? They bumped down a spot. Yeah. In the batting order. They got the put priorities. on ice. Yeah. I mean, he ensured he got all the capital resources, which are limited at every record label, right? They don't have their mm-hmm. broke, man. They don't have a lot of money. And, uh, and and all the human resources, he got everybody on board with him because they're full force into making sure they got this trophy. They're going to take him to number one. They got something mm-hmm. to prove, don't they? And yeah. that's, a, that's a company-wide thing. And let me tell you something. I mean, back in the day, in the heyday of the record industry, how many bands lost their deal or just got shelved because there was one dude, an A&R guy that signed him, who believed in him, who loved him. They got their deal. And then eight months later, that dude bounces to another label mm-hmm. and they don't have anybody else at the label that liked them. No more champion. So they're done. Yeah. You know, and here, the whole company's behind it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you're going you're, you're gonna to wait if you don't have an audience and that's not what you want. I mean, is that a risk that you're willing to take just so you can brag to your friends and your family about having a record deal? Is just sitting there, still working a regular job, having a record deal, having all kinds of legal restrictions on what you can and can't do because they want to do it their way and their way right now is nothing? Right. Um, So having a record deal today is incredibly different than it was 20 years ago when your heroes got signed. And needing a record deal to reach your audience has also completely changed in today's music business. So I promise you guys that there's going to be a truckload of artists in the very near future who are just as savvy as Granger Smith, which are going to make it increasingly difficult for the talented artists with no audience on any given label. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that is the unicorn now. Does it still happen? Yes, it still happens. Artists still get signed based on their talent. But mm-hmm. I mean, more and more, when they start bringing in artists that have cash flow, that have traffic, that have an audience, then they're, they're going to, they have to put their attention there. That's just... It's the safe bet. Yeah, it's the safe bet. So you're going to wait. So even if you get the one unicorn, you're, you're entering into this other, you're putting yourself in this position that's just ridiculous. Like, that mm-hmm. it's just almost impossible to... To win, I mean, it, it's just it's just a crazy business plan, you know. So, which artist do you want to be? Do you want to be like Granger, who comes in with all the power and can craft your deal into a blessing, mm-hmm. or do you want to be the artist with these amazing musical gifts whose record deal quickly became a curse? And the difference between the two of those is the size of your audience. You know, the size of your audience is going to determine your future. And how the bigwigs are going to play with you in the sandbox. And, and the super cool part is that you get to choose which artist you want to be. You have control. You know, by not marketing, by not learning to market, or by not entertaining different ways of approaching <coughs> marketing, 
you're, you're choosing the former. You're choosing to roll roll the dice and hope all the planets align in your favor. You're choosing to suffer, uh, you know. But if you if you're choosing to suffer through learning the crap you don't want to learn about marketing right now, which means you'll be more educated tomorrow. It means you won't be naive. It means you'll mm-hmm. be driving. It also means you'll be sexy for the right reasons. And it also means that nobody gets to tell you how to make your art. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I mean, which is nice. We just lost Glenn Campbell. I think about mm-hmm. you know, there's been a load of compromising on the road to my horizon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna be where the lights are shining on me like a rhinestone cowboy. I mean, that is such a music. This song is all about the music business, mm-hmm. and that's it. A load of compromising. You got to make everybody happy, but not when you come in with a cash flow. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, and also I think another thing too is if you build in your audience, it prepares you for success because you're not working in the laboratory, creating this product, this brand, everything. No one's heard it yet, and I'm going to present it and hope everyone loves it. Yeah, because I was re- I was listening to an interview with uh, Seth Godin, mm-hmm. marketer. You know who he is. Oh yeah. So he was saying the basketball today. The basketball is about as perfect of a basketball as a basketball could be. Yeah. But when it first came out, it was not a very good basketball. Yeah. And so, but over time, you get all these people using it. You get all this feedback from players and coaches and, you know, and it just iterates and iterates and iterates. Meaning it improves, it improves, it evolves, it evolves. They get it better and better and better. And they're just dialing it in until now we have this perfect basketball. He said, if they had just kept it in the lab, and worked on it and worked on it to perfect it, to perfect it, to perfect it. And they introduced it today, it would suck. It would not be nearly as good as the basketball we have yep. because it's been out. And then, of course, there would also be no NBA. Yeah, we wouldn't have the sport. There would be no, there wouldn't be a sport. And that's kind of like your music. In a way, if you're just aiming at the label, you're like the guys just trying to keep making a better basketball without ever letting people go out and play and get that feedback. What does an audience do with this? How do they respond to it? I'm finding my sound. I'm finding what works for me. I'm finding what doesn't work for me. I'm finding what my people respond to and what they don't respond to. Instead, you're in the lab. It finally comes out. They put the half a million dollars in there, and you find out, uh, it didn't really work. Yeah. It's not going to be as good of a basketball if you've been out there playing, you know, getting it on the market, getting in front of a few people, and then you respond, and you get better, and then you get in front of more and more people, and then, you know, you yeah. got a sport. So, and that's that's validation. When you got when you got real people that are downloading your song and telling you this is incredible. You're the greatest singer. You're, you know, mm-hmm. it, when when you become online the artist that everybody loves, mm-hmm. that's real validation. You know, and then turning that into money is another trick. Okay, but mm-hmm. that is that's an audience. That's th- that is far more important than having a middleman with all kinds of other agendas mm-hmm. at this stage of the game say that. I mean, you really, really do want to be in a place where you incubate yourself, you know? So if your dream is really, if that's the goal, is, is, to, is, to, is to, and you're working towards getting a record deal, then you need to work towards it the right way. I mean, my, my dream for every one of my artists on Daredevil is that we incubate them to the point where they're getting offers for record deals. And they're conflicted about it. The artists right. are like, man, is this the right thing to do? I don't know. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And because when you mean incubate, you don't mean hidden away where nobody, you know, you're just in the studio and you're incubating the sound. You're not talking about that. You're talking about 
incubate, but out in public. You're showing your work. You're yeah, growing. You're yeah. interacting with growing the audience. Yeah, like growing them to the point where they're growing up. You know, they're 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 right. they're they're turning into like an adolescent artist rather than a baby band kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. and uh, they've got you know multiple uh, singles out. They have. Uh, uh, you know, hopefully, a big audience, a big enough audience to be to be sexy, to be to have discoverable. A yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I, Bailey James. I, I talk about her a lot, but she's had her eighth. She's fourteen years old. She's had her eighth major at bat with a nationally televised talent show or TV show. Mm-hmm. You know, they found her. She's discoverable because of the work that she's been doing. So she's had a lot of different opportunities to uh, to to take. You know, to, she's. I'm going to rephrase that. She's created a lot mm-hmm. of different opportunities for herself to reach a larger audience. And we, you know, we're, we're hoping we're going to get some news here in the next four weeks on one of these, but, but she'll, they'll, she's had eight, she'll have more, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, because her audience is where it is right now. And that's just solid work. So we're, I just want you guys to win. I want you to focus on what's really important. What's really important to the industry. If you want that deal is how big your audience is. And that's where the real validation is too, which is why you want the record deal. Right. But, Mm -hmm. but when they're there and, and you know, when you're putting up posts on Instagram and you're getting 1500 likes and and 150 comments, because people love the new song you just came out with and stuff, that's, there's, that that's worth way more than anything a record executive is going to tell you, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, I mean that's all I got to say about that right there. It's good stuff, man. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, brother. So, I like it. So listen, um, this is this is the way we're thinking about stuff at Daredevil here. We 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 do want you to become the artist that everybody loves. That's what we're here to help you become the artist that everybody loves. And if you want some uh, some inside info on that. Sometimes a personal touch is all that it takes. Reach out at info at daredevilproduction.com. Once again, it's info at daredevilproduction.com. And in production is singular. There is no S. And I'm available for consulting. We'll take a look at all your social media. We'll take a look at your YouTube channel. We'll take a look at your website, your web store. If you have one, if you don't, shame on you. Get one. And um, and we'll we'll give you some really, really good information. Um, you know, we do charge for that, but it's 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 well worth what we charge. You'd be amazed at what we can get done in, in less than two hours, you know. So so get in touch with us there. Keep on sharing this stuff. Uh, it's really working. I mean, everybody that listens to a couple of these episodes ends up listening to a bunch more and that means it's uh it's creating value and that that uh, that we're reaching more people so we're totally stoked about that we want you to win that's why we're here we want you to keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 